Rumblings about the real estate market nationwide are getting louder. But what does that mean for Slow County real estate? What are you seeing more of? Out-of-towners coming into Slow County or just people in Slow County moving to Slow County? Yeah, the folks from today are coming in or San Clemente, right? I could see it being about, you know, 50-50. It's tough, right? Because you know, obviously the pool outside of San Luis Obispo is a lot greater, right? You have LA and San Francisco and a lot of those people that were living in those big cities thought the Central Coast was a good median spot for a second home to be able to work from home and stuff like that. With uncertain financial times on the horizon, is there a better investment than the roof over your head? You can't worry about small changes over time in this county and nationwide. I mean, real estate has been a great hedge against inflation, a great thing to own. For most people, it's their most valuable financial asset. If they didn't buy it, they had trouble. It's a huge financial impact on families. Let's get into the June 2022 market report. Here's the host of the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with Hal Swayze, James Bueno. Welcome to our market update version of the podcast. With us, we have Mr. Knauer, one of our buyer's agents. So welcome, Jordan. Thank you for having me. Hal, uh, let's get started. Uh, June 2022 market update. People, if they're paying attention to real estate, are probably hearing maybe there's been a little bit of a shift or a change in the market. And it's pretty much nationwide, but in terms of what's happening... We'll put it in context. Last year was the highest number of sales in this country, and I believe in this county, maybe in history, right? And then the second highest was like 2006. So we're behind last year on number of sales. Because if we look at the real estate market, there's two of them. One, people think one part of the market is, do you mean price? Okay, are they going up, down, sideways? And the other is, you know, what's the volume? How much activity is in the marketplace? So we've had a ton of activity and a ton of increase in prices for the last 18 to 24 months. Kind of the summer after COVID, things started to pick up and we've been going on a pretty strong tear since. So if we just look year over year, our pending sales are about 30% down and the number of closed sales are down about 20%. So people might panic, but no, that's off the best year ever. We're still tracking to be about second or third ever in this environment. So it's, it's changed from really frantic to calm down a little bit. The one thing we've seen is a little bit of an increase in our inventory. So this year versus last year, we have about 10% more homes. So guess what 10% more homes means in terms of a number? Anybody want to guess? Uh, On the market, 25 more homes. Oh, you're cheating. You saw my notes. (laughs) No, I I didn't. No, it's 26 houses. Hey, I was close. Yeah. Yeah. Well, last year, you know, at the end of the month, we had 248 active. This year, 274. And so we went from a tiny number because if you go back 10 years ago, we weren't at today's 274. 10 years ago, we had 1,140 homes for sale. So there's a little context for us on how the market can change. But over time, right, that's 10 years. So here's how we know the prices probably aren't gonna change very much. We had 152 new properties come on the market, basically from Paso to Napomo, the area that we track. And then we had 225 go into escrow. So that means we still have our demand outstripping supply. Now, Jordan, you're writing offers for buyers every day. When you're writing an offer today, is it different than three or four months ago? And what's the landscape for buyers? Yeah, uh, it definitely is different today. It's pretty common to submit an offer um, and be competing against, you know, anywhere from one to, to three to four offers today. Whereas, you know, three to four months ago, six to 12 was a lot more commonplace. And before that, I mean, you creep into the 15 to 20 range sometimes, depending on the property. So definitely seen a change slow down slightly in terms of buyer demand. You know, that's to be expected. I mean, that's what the federal, you know, that's what they're trying to do. 
everything's going up in price. So we're going to raise the rates and kind of calm things down. So if you go from a 3% mortgage to a 5% mortgage, that's a big impact on the price of your property and the cost to a buyer if they're financing. We still have, I'm going to guess, about 30% of people pay cash and people still love real estate, but we just don't have 16 buyers for every house. Now we might have two or three. The question that goes along with that, because um, you know, some common questions we sometimes have is, you know, is now a good time to buy? If you go back 15, 20 years, 30 years, I mean, it doesn't seem like there was ever a bad time to buy real estate given the appropriate time frame. Meaning we all know in 2006 or seven or whatever, if you bought and you were forced to sell, which not many people are, but if you were forced to sell, then you could sell for a loss. But if you held on, you're glad you did. So if I look at that and I'm a renter, and I've seen my prices go up. If, if I buy today and I get a 5% mortgage, for example, which is probably possible, they change every day, but if I got a 5% mortgage and a year from now, interest rates are higher, am I better off? Well, if rates are higher, what does that mean the Fed's trying to do? Lower prices. If prices keep going up and we're a year further down the road, is there a good chance my rent is higher? Probably. So I've been able to fix a cost, my living cost, I mean, how many things can you fix your costs, right? So we, we've talked about this a little bit before. Now, if rates go down, good news, maybe I can refinance and get a lower payment. You can't do that when you're renting. So I just encourage people, if you have the uh, ability, it's good to get equity. Try to own something. Are they, with rates going up, are they trying to reset pricing or are they trying to slow it down? People talk about the price of gas. And they go, wow, it's sky high. You know, and nobody likes the price of gas going up. No, none of us. Real estate, if you own it, you go, mm, I don't mind that the prices go up, right? And if you own real estate, that's kind of a good thing. But if you're trying to make housing affordable, you know, it's not something you can control, but rates certainly do. So they probably kept rates low for a long time, maybe a little bit longer than they should have. So yeah, th th it's going to slow down probably a little bit on the demand side, and it's going to slow down for sure, um, you know, what people can afford. So have to reset your expectations. Yep, we've so seen that. I forgot who said it on an earlier episode of, of the Slow County Real Estate with Hal Swayze podcast. I think you brought it up. You said, you said, you know, would you pri would you lock in the price of your gas? And we all scoffed at it because that's when the when the rates of gas were going through or starting to go through the roof. Right, right. Now, if you ask that same question today, as we've watched gas prices go up, probably a dollar since the recording of oh, yeah. that no, no. per gallon. Uh, now we all laughed at that, but at the time, somebody in the room said, I don't know, who knows what it's going to be in two years from now, three right. years from now. Right. So in order to fix the cost yeah. on something like as important as your house, that's or your, the roof over your head, that's a huge deal. Yeah, you can fix it and it can go down if things, you know, like, you know, gas will hopefully one day go down in price, you know, but at the end of the day, it is a big thing. So locking in your housing cost is a pretty amazing thing to be able to do. And then you get other benefits when you own a house. You know, do you get tax advantages if you have a loan? Yeah. Right. You get to deduct interest. Right. You know, I mean, are you paying down your mortgage every month? Do you get that when you're renting? Not really. Right. I, I heard this quote. I don't know if I shared this before, but they were interviewing Magic Johnson. Remember the great basketball player for the Lakers? And he was 17, 18, whatever he was getting um, getting uh, in the draft. And he was getting shoe deal offers and he was getting some big offers and he was super excited. And he had this little shoe company that said, said, hey, you know what? We can't give you as much as the other guys, but we'll give you equity in our company. I said, no, no, no. You know, he's young. I, go, I want the, I want the cash, right? And then he goes, guess what that company was called? Any guesses? Nike. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Yeah. Right. Oops. 
right? So equity is good, you know, so it's very common. People, oh, I don't want to save the money. I don't want to make the investment. I get it. It's scary, but equity is a good place to be. So the market has changed. It's normalizing somewhat more. You know, buyers are going to have a little bit better chance. Sellers are going to have to be a little bit more cooperative, a little more give and take than a one-way street, which is just more of a normal market. It's still a strong seller's market, but it's a little more normal. What about days on the market? Is that going up? Well, it's going up from six to 13 or something like that. So, yeah. I mean, it's still n nothing. Like right. I was just meeting with a couple of clients today and we look at how many homes sell on average in a month in their price range and it might be four or five, but there might be two in their price range on the market. So if four or five are selling in a month and there's only two available, that means you have less than one month supply of houses, right? So that's still, that's still a seller's market. Right, just a couple of months ago, we were listing on Friday and looking at offers on Tuesday and getting accepted offers on yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, so. and just, yeah, just negotiating a lot of offers. So that's the shift. This is kind of a nationwide phenomenon. I talk to agents all over the country, I, you know, at national type seminars, and this is pretty strange. Now, every, everything is regional and local, but at the end of the day, on average, you know, the market has gone from crazy. Now, a lot of it could be people buying for COVID reasons. I want to get out of my apartment. I have more room. I can work remotely, right? I want some space, you know? So all that, that has kind of backed off and that was a very significant shift. And it's still a shift, but it's not as prevalent. People, when they had a big scare, I said, probably said, hey, we've been thinking about this, you know, who knows how long this is going to last? Let's let's make that move. Let's get near family. Let's get the space we wanted. Let's get closer to retirement. Whatever it is, so that impetus for moving was huge. And again, remote working is as a massive influx for areas like this where the quality of living is so high. What are you seeing more of? Out of towners coming into Slow County, or just people in Slow County moving in Slow County? Yeah, the folks from today are coming in or San Clemente, right? I could see it being about, you know, 50-50. It's tough, right? Because you know, obviously the pool outside of San Luis Obispo is a lot greater, right? You have LA and San Francisco and a lot of those people that were living in those big cities thought the Central Coast was a good median spot for a second home to be able to work from home and stuff like that. Obviously, people in San Luis are still, you know, buying and selling, of course, but there's such a large pool outside of the area that, you know, I think it could be in that 60% range of, or somewhere around there, people out of, out of state or out of town versus in, in, in town. You know, is that different from, let's say, five years ago? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, we get people from New York. I mean, have, we have people from Hungary look us up online. So, yeah, I mean, the Internet and the ability to work remotely has broadened our base. And I said this the other day. It's like we now have big city wages in a small town. Working in San Luis Obispo, not not necessarily remotely, but I mean, there are more jobs that are starting to happen in San Luis Obispo. Being located where it is between, you know, LA and San Francisco, a little bit more tech coming down here. Not a lot, but more coming down here and our airport slightly expanding. It definitely definitely opens the door more for out of town people to be able to come here. You can you know you can fly to Utah or Colorado or things like that, right? Where you couldn't before. So that definitely opens up the doors for other people to come to the Central Coast and have access to those those other hubs. I just think about my kids and, and you know meeting the parents of their classmates at school and, oh, how did you get here? One's from Michigan, another one's from Seattle, another one came over, came down from San, or two came down from San Jose. Right. I mean, and they've all just moved here just recently because of, it's all quality of, of living. Yeah. And, and, and speaking to what you're talking about with the market report, I would think that that is going to keep this a strong market for as far as the eye can see. When you say strong, what do you mean? I saw a graphic on the news the other day, and it was, you know, it was national news, so it was meant to, you know, shock you. 
but it was like Seattle and Phoenix and Salt Lake City and and all the major metropolitan areas and how much the uh, house purchases have gone down. The demand is dropping. And yep. it was like 30, 40, 50% in some markets. Yeah. That doesn't happen here, does it? The thing that's going to drive and sustain pricing is the lack of supply. 2010 to 2020, I mean, nationwide built maybe a quarter of what we had decades before. You try to build a house now. There's an article somewhere, I just saw it in like Cambria, it's in the new something, you know, of course there's no water, right? Somebody has a water meter, can't even build a house now. If you try to add on, it's expensive. It's hard to get people to work. So it, there's just not, we have wildfires that wipe out towns. So the stock of housing is just low. And then they just keep making people. <laughs> yeah, right? So there's more people around, that doesn't go away. In general, the supply is gonna support housing. It's, it's just, when I say support, it's support the prices. Can there be dips? Always, sure. You know, but even next year, okay, imagine if you bought today. You, know, you missed last year at 3%. The prices have gone up 20%. You're buying today at 5%. You're paying a 20% more for a house than a year ago. You're kind of like, ah, I missed it. But you know, let's say next year it goes down and your house goes down 10%. Okay, Jeff, your house could do that. Mm-hmm. What will, is that going to affect your life? No, not at all. Right, because you're not selling. Mm-hmm. You're not forced to sell or whatever. So gotta have I have a place I, to live. You know, you got a place to live and you know what it costs. And that security is what people want. You can't worry about small changes over time in this county and nationwide. I mean, real estate has been a great hedge against inflation, a great thing to own. For most people, it's their most valuable financial asset. And if they didn't buy it, they had trouble. That's a huge financial impact on families. There's a difference between now and 2008. Yeah. Right. Can you explain the biggest difference? Why people were thinking we were on the bubble, but explain why we're not? Well, there it was pretty clear to see. I mean, uh, you know, my folks, I helped them sell their house in Grover Beach in 2006. I said, they're moving to Palm Springs. I said, just rent for a while. Just wait this thing out. Because anybody could get a loan that didn't qualify. Okay. That means at a certain point, their rate readjusted, their payment wasn't fixed, and the price wasn't going up anymore. So they were in a real bind. So now, most people that own real estate have significant equity. And underwriting, try to get a loan. Now, people think, can I get a loan? Yeah, you can get loans, but they are very thorough in their underwriting. So you've got quality buyers with lots of equity. There's not gonna be a just run for the exits like, oh my gosh, I'm selling my real estate. That, that just won't happen. Poor lending basically is what did it. A buddy of mine talked about this, and I, I'm just repeating this, right? So it's going to come out of my mouth, but I'm repeating it. He goes, well, those people that couldn't afford a house before, they owned a house for a little while, right? Yep. And they got a payment they kind of afford, but it was based on air and nothing real. Yep. And then the price went up and, and their house value went down. So they don't, you know, they had to get rid of their house, sell it, lose it, whatever. You go, yep. So they're back to where they were before. And they said, yep. So again, you, you know, if you don't have to sell and you're qualified, you know, if your price goes up or down and you can afford it and you're maybe people are making more money because of inflation, you're, a lot of people's incomes are going up. So again, I sound like a broken record, but in general, if you make smart decisions and a lender is not going to lend you any money unless you can afford it, trust me on that one, right? You, you should be in a good shape. The market update for uh, San Luis Obispo County from Paso to Napomo, you know, what, do you have anything else you want to talk about? There's always going to be change, so don't worry about it. And, and real estate is a long-term situation. Most people don't even, they have to rent a house for a year, right, right. usually. So th- these are long-term things. So little moves, you know, shouldn't pay much attention to that. Changes don't mean bad. No. 
Hal Swayze, thank you very much. Jordan Knauer, thank you very much uh, for the uh, June 2022 market update. Appreciate you guys. Thanks. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Hal Swayze podcast. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. It comes out every Monday, so check for it in your feed for the latest information on the San Luis Obispo County market. The Slow County Real Estate with Hal Swayze podcast is available wherever you get your podcast and on HalSwayze.com where you can find current listings and other real estate tips. HalSwayze.com, that's H-A-L-S-W-E-A-S-E-Y.com. I am James Bueno, Director of Marketing for the House Swayze Group. If you're looking for anything real estate, give us a call, 805-781-3750. House Swayze is a licensed California real estate broker. DRE number 01111911. The Slow County Real Estate with House Swayze podcast is a production of AGM Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.